before we jump into 2022, I know we're already here. Can I take y'all back? Can I take y'all back to the 90s? You know, I know all the young people, they're like, they're they're, they're wearing the same stuff that I used to wear in the 90s. So actually, I literally went back to my mom's house. I was like, I'm going to be in style again and go get my old stuff, okay? But I'm going to take you back to the 90s, okay? I'm going back to my house on White Wing, and I'm getting ready for school, okay? I was kind of killing the game because I got hooked up because Miss Diana, she worked at the cool store at the mall. This was before Amazon. We didn't have the internet, right? And she worked at the cool store, and some of y'all may remember this. But I had Jabos. I got, everybody remember Jabos? Nobody? The, old, the young people are like, what a Jabos? He's so old. Um, so old. But they had the tag, you know, you could be like, she's raising her hand, you know what I'm talking about. But I had Jabos, so I was ready to kill the game, all right? And then, because I was a kid, but I wanted to be grown, so I had the polo sport. You know, how you get the polo sport? Some of y'all had CK1, you know, CK1 was really, really big at that time. I had a twin sister, so we're getting ready. She was a kid cop in the school. You know what that means? That means she was safety patrol. You know, she had safety patrol. She had the sash with the legit badge. We're getting ready for school, okay? I was still a kid growing up, but y'all, I had Jordans, guys. I know the young kids are still wearing Jordans, but we were the OGs. You know, we, we started it all. For the young people, Michael Jordan was actually a basketball player. You know, who won championships with the Chicago Bulls. He's not just a fashion icon or a brand. He's an actual basketball player. But I had a problem with my Jordans church, you know, because I was just a kid. So my Jordans, they only said Nike because you had to be like a certain size for them to be Nike Air. And I always hated that because if they were Nike Air, you had the air bubble. And, you know, so it's kind of like, you know, I'm still a kid because I only got Nike. You know what I mean? But they were still Jordans, still killing the game, right? But here, for all the kids who grew up really fast, the joke was on y'all, though, because I may have had Nikes, but guess what I could get more of? Tommy Hilfiger, okay? You know why I could get more of Tommy Hilfiger? Because this guy could still shop in the kids section. So y'all didn't know it was an extra large kids section, Tommy Hilfiger. All y'all knew is that it was sharp, you know? So I'm my polo sport being grown, and I'm ready to go to school, right? Got my Jabos, my Jordans, all that stuff, okay? But then my dad would say this. You know, my dad would, would call us, he would call me. I'm not sure if he told my twin sister this. Maybe he did. She, she's actually here today. And um, he'd say, hey, Dante. He said, don't let anyone ruin your day. As a kid, you kind of don't fully grasp that. But my dad would tell me that almost every single day. He'd say, hey, don't let anyone ruin your day. You know, he knew things that I didn't know. My dad would always tell me, my favorite book in the Bible is, is Proverbs. And he would hand me a little Bible, a little Bible that has a New Testament and Psalms and Proverbs. And that makes a lot of sense to me now because he was literally telling me that the, my life, my daily life, a lot of it would be one, not only my heart, my soul, but right here. Right here. In my mind. He was telling me this, I was, I don't know, I was 10 years old. But this is really what he was saying. See, it says this in Proverbs 23, 7. It says, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. For all of our women, one could say, for as she thinks in her heart, so is she. You see, 
the next thing I'm about to say, you've heard many times from this stage. You've heard our lead pastor say, you've heard Pastor Craig Rochelle say, I'm pretty sure I've even said it. But your life in 2022, your life in 2022 will move in the direction of your strongest thoughts. So Church Unlimited online, the front row here, the back row of Padre Island, what are you carrying in your mind that will literally dictate the direction of your life? Because as the proverb tells, for as you think, so are you. So I'll be very, very careful with what you are carrying in your mind. So I will tell you this. If you want 2022 to be different, because that is so important, I want to give you something that may be a little bit anti-cultural because we're, we're addicted to busy. We're addicted to activity. We're, we sometimes think uh, activity is productivity, but it isn't. So what I feel like God gave me to give to you, if you want this year to be different, I'm going to encourage you to be still as much as possible. You know, I grew up loving hip-hop, and I'm saying all of it was good. But I remember Diddy would say, even when I'm standing still, I'm still making moves. Because that's just how Diddy talks. But I want to tell you this in 2022, that through God... Some of the biggest moves in your life. In fact, I believe the biggest moves in your life will be made standing still. That they will be made sitting still in the presence of God. But we're too busy to do that sometimes. I ask you, how much time do you spend with God in 2021? And how much time did you spend with Netflix? How much time did you spend with your girls, your guys, and how much time did you spend with God? If you want this year to be different, be still as much as possible. And I understand you're like, but my life is crazy, and it probably is. I, I, can I tell you that I can relate? I was going to tell y'all how many times between myself, I have a, a beautiful one-year-old daughter that's kind of crazy just by itself, you know, I was going to tell you that I understand because I was going to tell you how many times I found myself in the hospital for some reason or another. I felt like we had more minor emergencies and not so minor emergencies in my family in 2021, like more than a clinic. It's kind of crazy. You know, I couldn't even keep up with it. It seemed like when, when I got well, then, then my wife, something happened to her. And then when, it was, when she was good, then my daughter Elle wasn't good. And it was just like, holy smokes. I, like, can we get a break? And sometimes when it would rain, it would pour. Can y'all understand me on that? It's like, really? This is all going to happen at the very same time? Because life is inherently kind of chaotic. And then when you want a break, when you want a break, then this would happen. I remember telling my wife, all I need is one good night's rest. Just a couple of hours of, like, clean rest. My daughter, that's when she tests us. That, that's when she tests our love. She's like, hmm, going to bed early, I see. I'm going to see, I'm going to test their love. I think I'm going to throw up at 4 a.m. I'm going to throw up at 4 a.m. I just got to make sure that they're with me. I just got to make sure. And it always happens. We both get up. For some reason, uh, she always throws up. We both wake up. She always throws up on my wife. I, like, for some reason, she, she's here. She, so that's true. I say that because she's a daddy's girl, and she's always looking out for her daddy. But I don't, I don't know if that's true. But life is kind of crazy and unexpected like that. All of our parents know, Right? 
And then she's smart. You know, every parent says that. Like, my, my kid is so smart. We're saying that too. I was like, we're those parents now. Um, but she knows, she sleeps with one eye open, I believe, also. Because she knows when it's date night. Like every time it's like, it's date night, but we're going to put her to bed. And our babysitters know this. And those we've gone out with know because we've shown up late because we literally, I got to be Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible once she's in bed. Because we were like walking like, like this through the house. And I'm like, Haley, be quiet. She knows. Like seriously. And you're like this. Y'all think I'm joking. I am not joking. I'm going to follow this stage being real life because we have to go to the garage and it passes her bedroom and we got to go like this, you know, just to get to date night. And then date night's like at 10 p.m. and we're wondering why nobody's there. It's like, because it's 1030, you know. Life is kind of crazy. Life is really kind of crazy. And it combats what we need the most, which is the presence of God. But I want to tell you this is your busyness should be a trigger that lets you know, I need to stop. I need to spend time with God. Your busyness should actually be the trigger. There's so many times I'll tell my wife, like, you know what? And she knows this. I was like, I just got to get centered. I just got to get centered. Because sometimes you start your day and you know all these things that you want to do, all these people you want to meet with, the good, the bad, the not so good. You know, oh, that means I'm going to be too great. But you know what? Got to do it. And then you just want to run into the day. But it's so important because what God can do in 15 minutes is exponentially more than what I could do in a 10-hour workday. The clarity that he can give me just when I be still, just with him, it still blows my mind at times. But sometimes we're, still, we're too busy to be still. I want to encourage you, if you want your year to be different, if you want to be carrying the things of God, the things that he has for you, be still in 2022 as much as possible. Let your busyness be a trigger to let you know that stillness is actually the key. Stillness, you know, is almost like declaring an act of war. It can be an act of war in your life against sin. It could be an act of war in your life against insecurities because God lets you know who you are, not who you think you are or not what the devil wants to tell you. Being still can be an act of war against the fear that we sometimes feel, the uncertainty and some of us, if you want 2022 to be different, it's time to declare war. You see, be still, that was actually written, did you know this, during a time of war. It actually has like two, two meanings. Because to the enemies of God, be still also meant stop. In addition to also meaning being in the presence of God. You see, being still, I also would think, is you be making yourself simply available to God. How are you making yourselves available to God so that you actually have the opportunity to be still in his presence? You, some of us may have heard about life groups a hundred times. And maybe even had a passing thought about joining a small group. Maybe you're in college. Maybe you're a single. Maybe you're a couple. Maybe you're act of war to say, I'm going to give myself the opportunity, some availability to be with God, to be still and know that he is God. I'm going to join a life group. We will help you. I will help you. Our pastors will help you. You see, because when you get closer to God... That's when our mission gets accomplished. That's when you become a spiritual contributor. And when you begin to contribute, then we accomplish the mission to take as many people to heaven as we can before we die, period. That's how that happens. But some of us don't want to be still. I'm talking to myself. To declare war on your family, we're launching a brand new student service on Wednesday night, beginning on January the 19th. 
to give your child an opportunity to be still in his presence. Maybe you'd be like, you know what, this year, my teenager, my middle schooler, they're going to be at this church during student services. What happens now in their lives affects them for the rest of their lives, church. But sometimes we treat basketball and cheerleading more important than a relationship with Jesus Christ. There's nothing wrong with basketball and cheerleading. But not to the neglect of a relationship with Jesus. You give your child an opportunity to be still. Maybe for you it's just, you know what, I'm going to start a Bible plan. I don't know what it is, but I'm asking you to declare an act of war in your life. I once heard Pastor Bill say, to simply rest is an act of war. And I know that I've needed that. You know, because then when you spend time with, I have this really fancy, I don't have my phone right here. I have this really fancy list on my phone that's literally titled, What God Tells Me. That fancy. Because when you spend time with him, he actually speaks to you. Scripture says, I'm going to show you. Real fancy, says, what God tells me. And I'll just write down a couple of notes, kind of like a journal. And I was that guy who was like, I don't know if I could ever journal. You don't necessarily have to journal. Spend some time with him, write it down. It will guide you. It will literally give you divine direction if we will only spend the time. I believe 2022 will be dramatically different if you will only spend the time. But here's what I want to tell you. Because God will speak to us in moments like this. Because this next one will, will literally change your life as well. Because we may be moved, okay? We may even feel conviction and emotion, even in this moment, because I believe only God can take one statement and literally disseminate hundreds of meanings online in this church. But it's going to take more than my conviction. It's going to take way more than my willpower. Because there's many times on a Sunday where I felt extremely motivated. But the thing about me, because I'm just a man... It has a way of dissipating over time. I need to depend on something far greater than myself. So as you be still and as you declare war, whatever your act of war may be in 2022, I'm going to tell you this, and this means everything. Because to declare war, you need a weapon. And prayer is a weapon. And so if you fight daily with prayer, that changes the game. That completely changes the game. So that's my second point. It's for you to fight daily with prayer. I think we underestimate what God says about prayer in the Bible because we read it and it sounds great, but yet we don't do it. We don't do it with intentionality. This is what God says about prayer, and this is the promise and blessing he has for you because I asked you if you were ready for your blessing. Okay? It is right here. This is what it says in Philippians 6, 4, 4, 6, and 7. It says, do not worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Thank him for all he has done. Then, there's a cause and effect there, church. Just pray that then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. This game of life will be won and lost in our mind. We're instructed that prayer will not only give us God's peace. I do not know if there's anything greater than God's peace, church. But also guard your heart and guard your mind. That's a promise to you. But sometimes I neglect to be faithful to that. And I don't cash in a check that's already been written for me. As a Christian who knows... 
That's why I encourage you to fight daily with prayer. Because, guys, prayer is not a panic button. Okay? In fact, prayer is not a button to be pushed at all. Like, prayer is a relationship to be pursued. Some of you all have your spouses, your best friends here. Why do you have a relationship that has grown? Why do you have a relationship that has dynamic? How do you feel love in that relationship and appreciation? Because you actually spent the time. Some of you all reach out to that relationship on a daily basis. Some, some, in some cases, many times on a daily basis. Your relationship to Jesus works the exact same way. It's a relationship. So through prayer, it's a relationship to be pursued. Because I want to tell you all something, guys. We give our heart to so many things in this world that can be beautiful, that can also be very dangerous. Because your identity will be found in whatever you tie your heart to. So what did you give your heart to in 2021? Because this crazy thing about this life, when you accumulate more of the wrong thing, you can accumulate more, but if it's the wrong thing, you actually feel like you have less. And sometimes you may accumulate the right thing for the wrong reasons, or you think that that corner office, or that prestige, or that paycheck, or that promotion, or dare I say even in this social media world, increase influence, views, likes, not bad in and of themselves, but not meant to satisfy to give you true joy. That's only, through, that's only through your relationship with Jesus Christ. So what are you tying your heart to? Because when you find your identity in Christ, you see, that changes everything. That'll change your whole perspective. You see, even in Matthew 6.33, it says this. It instructs us on how, on how to act with our hearts. It says this. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And he will give you everything you need. It does not say social media influence will give you everything you need. Your new job title will give you everything that you need. Your new relationship will give you everything that you need. Some of us know, I know, when I've tied my heart to the wrong relationship, I'm not good. And I had the, relationship, uh, the results to show for it. If you want 2022 to be different, be still as much as possible and fight daily with prayer. You need to fight daily with prayer because it's really God's grace. It's his mercy. It's his forgiveness. It's his strength. That is what's going to empower you to let go of the things that are not of God. So many times, it's not like, I tried so hard. But if I depend on myself, you depend on yourself, I can already tell you how that's going to go. We need God's grace. We need God's guidance. We need that Holy Spirit. You know when it says you accept Jesus Christ and you are a new creation? I need that kind of power to let go of the things that are not of God, Amen. that I held on in 2021 if I want 2022 to be different. I'm just a sinful man. So what is it going to be for you guys? You see, when you find an identity in Christ, it changes everything. That will allow you to actually completely change how you see your pain, how you see the setback, how you see the obstacle. Because then you begin to realize, okay, 
God's actually going to tell me that his, his strength is like perfected in my weakness. And that I'm going to actually come out stronger in this situation. That I'm going to claim this victory, even while it is raining right now. That this too will pass. But it takes us constantly finding our identity in our creator. Because we were actually made to be in relationship with him. I was very blessed to have tremendous example of this. And I wanted to show you all something. I wanted to show you all this. This was a, um, I don't know if you can see it there. It is a man on his knees. And it was something that I gave my, my dad. You know, some of you all may know my dad is, is now in heaven, but when he was here, I gave him this because it reminded me, me of him. I got to bear witness to a man that constantly found his identity in Christ. One of the greatest gifts I've ever received. You see, my dad, um, my dad was raised in a much different life than I was. My dad never, um, was never taken to a mall to buy Jordans. In fact, he didn't have much of anything material-wise. My dad never attended a private university, but he gave me the opportunity. My first Major League Baseball game he went to was the first Major League Baseball game that I went to. The first NFL game I went to was the first NFL game he went to. The first time I went to Disney World was the first time he went to Disney World. With all of that, with all the things that he gave me, and it's all so meaningful, it's one of the most beautiful memories of my life. But guys, it's this. This is my lasting memory of my dad. He unexpectedly passed while still working full time. And I remember going to clean out his office and there were awards that he had earned. My opinion had a very illustrious career and we gathered all the awards off all the walls and all these plaques and we got him with pride. And this was still in his office because I had given it to him. You know, those awards are, we still have them, but they're sitting in a storage facility you know, neatly organized in a bin, collecting dust. But there was one thing that I needed to take with me. This is actually even a little bit broken. This is what I'm carrying with me in my office. That was once in his office. It's symbolic of a man who always found his identity in Christ. You know, it's funny, Pastor Bill, because an honor to honor you and your pointing up to God. My dad would always do that. I would always thank him. And he's like, no, it's Jesus. You'd almost be mad because you're like, but I want to honor you. I want to love you. And I also want to tell you this, guys. Um, I was very blessed to be the campus pastor at Church Limited Rodfield for nearly half a decade. And my dad got to attend that church. And he would walk into the doors like you're in Padre or Stone Oak, the back doors in the worship center. 
And I grew up and got to the maturity where I got to love him like he loved me. Because he would walk in and I would give him big bear hugs. And it would almost be embarrassed because we're grown men. But I was like, I'm going to love you like you loved me when I was a kid. And that gives me great peace and satisfaction. And I just wanted to tell you this as, as an aside point. Nothing in this life is guaranteed. Give roses to your loved ones while they're still here. I remember leading my dad's funeral alongside Pastor Bill at Church Limited Rodfield. And as I stood there, I just looked at those doors and I was so thankful for those bear hugs. Because they weren't normal hugs. They were bear hugs on purpose. I pray that you would do that. I didn't know, church, that this, this will become me. That when my dad was in the, when my, we were in the hospital and I was in the restroom and I knew my dad may pass, that this was me. That, um, that moments before I asked Haley to be my wife, this was me. We were being very real when I knew that I needed to be a better husband. This was me. And in 2021, when I had a health scare that I didn't know if it would compromise my ability to even be on this stage, this was me. see, in these moments, guys, if you would be still and fight with prayer, so incredibly beautiful. This is where you find comfort. This is where you find peace. Scripture says the peace that actually transcends your human understanding. Because sometimes you find peace in the rain that's still hitting your head. This is where you begin to feel his love. This is where you can begin to acknowledge you truly are my strength and you truly are my refuge. This is where he begins to speak to you and he gives you that divine direction. And it gets beautiful because this is where you also discover your thankfulness and you begin thanking him. You begin to discover your gratitude for what he's already given you instead of just pursuing what is next. Nothing wrong with that. This is where you begin to realize that God is in the, he's in the unexpected. Where you begin to find your joy again. So I truly believe that God said, be still and fight with prayer. I have so much to tell you. And if you spend enough time here, because it's what happens in these moments in 2022, what God does through you over and over and over, that will make this year different. Because then you begin to realize it's not about any of us at all. But it's about my relationship with God, loving and serving Him, and loving and serving <laughs> others. And there is no more, no more beautiful place to be than right there.
So I just implore you, if you want 2022 to be incredibly different, stillness, prayer will change everything. I want to invite all of our church online, all of our campuses to please bow your head and close your eyes. You may be here today and say, I do not have a relationship with Jesus, but I want one. Because I have incredible news for you. God went to great lengths to show his love for you. He literally sent his one and only son, Jesus, to die on the cross for you so that you could have forgiveness of your sins. We want to give you the opportunity to accept Jesus Christ in this moment. That will not only change 2022, but it'll change your life. As said a moment ago in scriptures, as you are a new creation, and you begin the most dynamic, beautiful relationship you will ever have with your creator. As you speak to him, he tells you who you are. If you want to accept Jesus Christ right now, I'm going to invite you to just simply say this prayer, asking him into your heart. It's easy as it's supposed to be because Jesus is for everyone. I'm going to ask everyone across all campuses to please repeat after me. Dear Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. I believe you paid the price for my sins. And I believe you rose again three days later, proving that you are God. I ask you to come into my heart. Be my Lord and be my Savior. Before we raise our eyes and our heads, I just want to celebrate what God is doing in this moment, that I truly believe he has spoken across all of our locations and even online. We want to take a moment to acknowledge what he has done because I know he has moved. If you just said that prayer, asking Jesus Christ to be the Lord and Savior of your life, I want to ask you to do something bold. I want to ask you, if you ask him into your heart for the very first time, whether you're online, whether you're sitting in Padre Island, church submitted Rodfield, Stone Oak, right here at our broadcast campus, will you please raise your hand? That you will raise it high and that you will raise it boldly. Nobody's looking except our pastors and those who are serving you. If you're at Church Limited online, I want to invite you to say, raised hand, raised hand, raised hand. And I get to celebrate you and welcome you to the family of God and say that you are now a new creation, not because I said, because God's living word says so. That 2022 will be different, but even better than that, you will be different as you now have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Thank you for raising your hands. I want to celebrate that across all of our locations and online. I just want to say a prayer. You can lower your hands. Dear Jesus, thank you for the way in which you have moved. I pray that we will embrace your word, your scripture, that living, breathing word that is a love story to us. I pray that we embrace you and it like never before. Thank you for what you have done. I pray that we will be different in 2022, will be transcendently, transcendently different in our lives. In your name we pray, amen. Can we please give our Lord a big round of applause for what he has done?